I would like to welcome you now to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, David Friend. Today, we're on podcast number 257. It's entitled, How Failures Bring Success. Now, in this podcast, we'll see how a failure can be the first step to our success, our road to success. We'll learn what the Bible has to say about success and failures. And we'll look at individuals in the Word of God who had great failures but had amazing, great success stories afterwards. We'll discover how God helps those who have failed in one way or another. And I want to use, I want all of us to use a failure maybe that we've had in the past and think about that as the beginning of our road to success. So we've got a lot to cover, but we and we're going to invite the Holy Spirit now in to help us as we get into this podcast. Heavenly Father, I thank you again for your goodness for this day, and I pray that you would bless this podcast, that your name would be glorified in it. And I invite the Holy Spirit to come in now and take complete control and take charge of everything that's being said, and I'll be careful to give you all praise and glory for lives that will be touched. For those who are listening in, Lord, I pray their hearts will be open to receive your word as we get into scriptures, Lord, as we get into the experiences I've had in my life and those in the Bible and their experiences, I pray you would bless it. Anoint it now. Pray today that lives will be changed. And through all this, Father, you'll receive the glory and the all the honor and the praise for it now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I hope you're ready for this. This is going to be an exciting podcast. And the reason I feel that way is because the Lord gave me some insight and some things that I thought we need to share with other people and help them, encourage them to receive success after they've had a setback or a failure in their own life. So let me start off by saying that I have had many failures before I experienced any of the valuable good things that have taken place in my life. You know, that's just the way life is. We start off making mistakes. That's just how we are. But my mistakes help me to learn how not to do something. That's one thing. You know, we we can make a mistake and learn from it, or we can make a mistake and just keep repeating it. And I want you to, I want us to be guarded against that. I want us to stop doing the things that we've done before that didn't come out right. We can't continue doing the same things over and over again and expect different results for it because that doesn't make any kind of sense whatsoever. Now, that's the way that it works with all of us that we we make mistakes and we have trials and challenges and errors in our life, but we grow from those and we build from those. And every successful person that I've ever met have had many, many failures before successes. We go back to Thomas Edison, who said he said to have failed over 10,000 times before he created the light bulb. Think about that. 10,000 failures, mistakes and errors before he had his great success. Abraham Lincoln failed numerous times before he was ever elected to be president of the United States. He failed in business. He had a nervous breakdown. He was defeated as Speaker of the Illinois House of Representatives. He was rejected to be a land officer with the government. He was defeated in the United States Senate twice, not once, but twice. He was defeated when he was nominated to be the vice presidential candidate. Then, after all that took place, Abraham Lincoln was elected President of the United States in 1860. Those are a lot of failures. Those are a lot of setbacks. But through each one of those, when as he was asked questions about his past and whatever, he always said, I've learned from the past, I've gained from the past, and I hope that I'll improve myself in the future. So now let's look back into the Bible, the Word of God, and see how some of these people had experiences, good and bad. Let's look at the Apostle Peter. You know, he lost his faith when he walked on water. Remember that experience in the Word of God where Jesus was reached, walking out to the water? 
water and told Peter to move, step forth, and Peter did, and he had faith for just a moment, but then he failed, and he started to sink when he lost his faith at that moment. He denied Jesus Christ three times in one night. I can't think of too many things you could do much worse than that, but he did. But those was a failure that he grew from. Then he turned around and he cut off the ear of a soldier in the Garden of Gethsemane when they were trying to come in to pick up Jesus and arrest Jesus that night. Peter made mistake after mistake after mistake, but he, and he would lose control of his emotions quite frequently. But look at how successful Peter became. He preached the first great sermon to the early church that was arriving after Peter was kind of put in a position of leadership and Jesus wasn't around and Peter stood up and preached a powerful message as we read in the Word of God. Just an amazing message from the Holy Spirit that who anointed him and helped him through that. Now some of the apostles failed at various times. Uh, doubting Thomas did and, and James did and others have examples of failure in their life. But you know what's interesting? We don't really remember these people for their failures. We don't remember Abraham Lincoln for his failures. We remember him for his success. We don't remember Tom Edison for his failures. We may remember him for his success. And we don't remember Peter and the Apostle Paul and all these other apostles and people who made mistakes. We remember them for the great successes that they had. And I believe that's how God wants his people to be remembered is by the successes and great things that took place in their life. Now, over the centuries, pastors and evangelists and worship leaders have failed in churches all over the world. We have all failed at one time or another. Can I hear a good amen for that? Because I know that I would be in that group. But I like to look at Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 16. When I think of all of these failures and all of my failures, and think what the Word of God has to say. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16 in the New Living Translation. The godly may trip serving at times, or seven times it says, but they will get up again. But one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. Look at that. Those, see what this is saying is that those who have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we can handle failures, we can rise up from them and be successful. But those who don't have a relationship with God, they don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, it says here that they have one disaster that's enough to literally destroy them. And and we see that happening all the time. This tells us that failures will happen, but we must keep on keeping on. That's an old statement. My dad said that. I've heard preachers preach that from the pulpit years ago. We've got to keep on keeping on and pressing forward. That's what Paul told us to do. It also tells us that the reason we can get up from a failure is because our faith is strong in God's word in him and our strength is in him and not in ourselves. We see in Proverbs 24:16 that the ungodly may not have a reason to get up from a failure. Now, that's a very important point because the reason that we can succeed after a failure is that we have a reason to live. God gave us a purpose. The Word of God tells us we all have a purpose and He has a plan for our life. And when we know Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior and we have a trial, a challenge, something that really hits us, hits us hard, we can get up because we know there's a future and a hope. We know that God has a great plan for each and every one of us in our life. Now, I believe it's near impossible to talk about failure and success without looking at the life of Joseph, the son of Jacob. Here's a man that had great success, but it's not so much that he failed, it's that people around him failed him. And he was persecuted and put down and arrested and all the things that he went through. And yet Joseph went through all those incredible trials because he knew that God had a plan for his life. He was known as the dreamer. He was the man who could see great things happening in his life in the future. At times he made mistakes and when he said things about the things that were going to be great about him, it it bothered people. It bothered his brothers 
leaders. It made them very upset with him. And so he didn't know how to handle that real well. But Joseph became an incredible man of God. We read about Joseph in the book of Genesis. And I don't have time to get into all this because it goes on for like 10 chapters. It starts in, in chapter 37 and goes through 47. But I would really encourage you to read the story of Joseph, especially if you're going through a trial. If you've got a challenge, if some people are coming up against you, not so much that you've made a mistake, but that people are attacking you and all kinds of things are coming at you. Read the story of Joseph and it is so encouraging. It's so enlightening. It's just a powerful story of God's faithfulness to his followers. See, Joseph was hated by his brothers and they sold him to a slave trader. Remember? He, he, they literally wanted to kill him. They said, no, no, let's not do that. Let's just go ahead and dig a hole and throw him in it. But then the, the, the slave traders came by and they sold their brother to slave traders. Then Joseph was then purchased by a man named Potiphar and he served this man. Uh, and Potiphar was a, had, you know, had great wealth and was a very successful man. So Joseph served Potiphar and while he was doing that and doing such a great job and Potiphar thought he was just awesome, well, Potiphar had a wife who thought Joseph was rather a handsome guy and, and so she kept chasing him and coming after him and Joseph said, no, 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 you, you're my, you're my master's wife and I, I cannot, you know, come near you or be around you and so she was upset and frustrated about it so she lied about Joseph assaulting her and then Potiphar believed her, that was his wife and Joseph was what? He was sent to jail. So first of all, he was sold by his brothers and to slave traders. The next thing you know, he's doing a good job, and then he gets thrown into to jail because Potiphar's wife was lying about him. But then in jail, Joseph found success there. Now that that need to stop there for a second because there's times when we have a challenge, we have failed in something, we've had a something hit us really hard. But, you know, while we're going through the recovery of that, we can grow and prosper. You know, I was a banker for many years, and I saw a lot of people have financial problems, great financial challenges. They would have to file bankruptcy. They would lose their homes, their cars, all that kind of stuff. But those people who were strong in their relationship with the Lord, and those people who were strong in their relationship with their wife and their family, and they knew that God had ordained their family, they responded. They grew back because they, they looked back at their past. They looked at the mistakes they made. They figured they would learn from those and they'd take another run at it again. And I would be so impressed with a businessman who would come to me and he says, now I've got the last several years have been really difficult and I had to file bankruptcy and I've had all kinds of problems. But if you'll work with me, I'm going to be a success. My business will be a success and you'll want to help me. And I could see them change. You know, year after year, they would change. The next thing you know, they were coming to the bank and I was able to loan the money and help them and help them get into growth. And they prospered and did incredibly well because they took their failures and used those as stepping stones, uh, steps to get out of that darkness into the marvelous light of great success and joy and happiness. And it's really a wonderful thing to see that. Let's get back to Joseph for a second, because we learned so much about his life. Um, he, he found success when he was in jail. Remember, I left off. He was in jail because of what happened between Potiphar and his wife and all that. Well, during his time in jail, he was a successful guy. People liked him. He was helpful. He helped other people. He worked with other people. And then all of a sudden, Pharaoh had a dream that needed to be interpreted. And they, they knew that, that Joseph was a dreamer and he could interpret a dream. So he interpreted Pharaoh's dream. And Pharaoh was so impressed with him that he pulled him out of prison and put him in second in charge over all of Egypt. Now look at that. He went from failure in a pit being sold as a slave 
up to success, running someone's household, then failure again because he wound up going to jail, and then went to jail. And during that time, during his trial, during what he was going through, his life was strengthened. He trusted in God, and God gave him the interpretation for Pharaoh's dream. And then Pharaoh then raised him up. And now here Joseph is running almost all of entire Egypt, other than the Pharaoh was the only man higher than him. We learn so much from Joseph's life that, that, that God can turn the evil things of Satan into something good and something successful in our life. We've learned from Joseph that during our trials, God can bring success. And we learn that God will never leave us nor forsake us. And that God is a very present help in times of trouble. You know, I think right now at this second, I feel led of the Holy Spirit to just pray over you. I believe there's some people out there that are going through some struggles. You looked up this podcast because you saw that word failure and you saw the word success. And maybe you were kind of wondering how that went together. So let me pray for you right now because I'm going to pray that God God will bless you and bring you out of whatever your, the difficult things or challenges you're going through with the trials, and he'll bless you. Father, I pray blessing to those who are listening in today. If they are going through a, a great challenge, or maybe they're remembering failures of the past, I pray that you would strengthen them and build them up, Father, and raise them up, Father, that they would have great success in their life and their future. Lord, you created all of us with a plan and a purpose for our lives, and so I pray that purpose will be in each and every person's life. And for those, Father, who, who have already recovered from the failure and they're in the midst of success and great things. May they speak to others and help bring joy and success and hope into other people's lives and that you would then bless them in addition to what they already have. I thank you for it. I pray great things are going to take place and I'll be careful to give you praise for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, let's move on here. In in my introduction of this particular podcast, I said that we will see how our failures can be our first step toward success. So let's look look at it in a way that when we fail, that there's something in that that we're going to gain from it. That when we're at the bottom, the next step is to look up, right? When you've fallen, you know, your next step has to be in the upward direction. It's like when people file bankruptcy in, in their business or their personal finances and they come to me, I always tell them, well, you know, the bad stuff is done. You're, you're there right now, but look, you have can see nothing but sunshine from here on out. Things are going to lighten up for you and improve for you. And let's see if we can't help you get back on track to restore your finances, your life, and and what the devil has has robbed you of in these past months or years, whatever it might be. I want us to look at the way that we can fail and and look back into that failure even, not, not to remorse and not to get sad over it, but look and say, you know what? If I would have done that instead of that, I would have had a better result and gain from that. Once we get to the bottom, the next step has to be to step up, right? Now, failure is the starting point then that leads us to success. It is the importance it's so important, so vitally important that we learn from our failures. I, I got to stop for a second. I can't tell you the number of people when I was a banker would come in to see me and they would see me and I'd help them with their business, maybe loan them some money and get things going. And then they would have some difficult times and then maybe they could get me paid back, which they usually always did, but they were still struggling. And, and a year later or two years later, I could see that they hadn't changed anything. They were still struggling with, with mistakes they'd made in their past and they were repeating them and repeating them. It's like sometimes a person will get married, get divorced, and then turn around and marry the same kind of person all over again. 
and wind up having the same kind of problems all over again. So when we're down there and we need to move up, we've got to believe that those past experiences will raise us up. It's important that we learn from failures. If we never learn from them, if we never learn how or why we failed, we will probably keep repeating that same mistake over and over and over. Failure shows us the error of our ways. That is how failure can lead us to success. All right, enough about that. I need to move on, talk more about the positive side of success. What does God's word have to tell us about success? I'll give you a few scriptures, but I I could show you, quite frankly, an unlimited number of scriptures dealing with success and prosperity and overcoming and abundant living, because these are things that are just throughout God's word. But let me give you a couple scriptures and talk about them a little bit, and I want you to gain from this. I want you to think about success in your future. I want you to now let go of the past, other than the things that you've learned from there. Let go of the bad things and the bad mistakes. Let that go. Let's move on and let's look at the word of God. Psalm 145 verse 14, New Living Translation. You know, just as I began to read this, I looked at verse 13 and that always happens. You read something you're going to read and you think you're going to head off in this direction. Then you look at the words of God and you say, oh, there's something really good there. So let me start at Psalm 145 verse 13, New Living Translation. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. That just tells us that God's looking at generation after generation and he wants to give guidance and direction. He says there, the Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. Verse 14, the Lord helps the fallen and lifts those bent beneath their loads. What a way to put it. That simply means that we're under a lot of heaviness and a lot of pressure, but God is there to help and he's always there. In verse 15, it says, the eyes of all look to you in hope. Let's just do that right now and turn our eyes toward Jesus, our thoughts towards Jesus and look at him for our hope and not not in a bank or not in somebody else or an individual or a politician or our government. Let's look to Jesus for our hope and God for our guidance. Because it says, are you give them food as they need it. Verse 16, when you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and thirst of every living thing. Verse 17, the Lord is righteous in everything he does. He is filled with kindness. The Lord is close to all who call on him. Yes, to all who call on him in truth. He grants the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cries for help and rescues them. The Lord protects all those who love him, but he destroys the wicked. Look at that. You know, I had planned to read one verse and I wound up reading about seven. But that's how the Holy Spirit leads sometimes. Sometimes when we pick up the Word of God to read something, it's important that we read the scripture we were looking up, but it's also important to look on both sides of that scripture and see what led us into that scripture and then what leads us through that scripture and after that to understand exactly how God is speaking to us. And I think that's what we need to do. And that's why that scripture comes to life because verse 15 said, the eyes of the Lord uh, look to us and we look to him in hope. And that's what we've got to do. And he'll bring success into our life. All right, let's move on to Philippians chapter three, where we read about the apostle Paul while he was in prison, writing to the church in Philippi, telling about how he's moving on and pressing on towards his goal to be with Jesus Christ someday. And he talks about his goal is to, when he passes away, to spend eternity with Christ. And then he says in verse number 12, in Philippians chapter three, verse 12, let me read these words, a couple of verses. 
verses. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. He see, he's in the middle of his trial. He says, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus, which others say he, he moves on, on this one thing. He totally focused on this, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Now see, Paul is giving us, and I know that's a very common scripture, and it's one that people quote from time to time, but it's one that we need to get into our heart. We need to get into our mind. We need to get into our our soul. We need to believe with all of our might that even if we're going through bad stuff, difficult times, we press on and we forget the past. So then the key to getting success is forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. So he presses on and he's moving on and he believes that so much he's, the time that he has in prison and the little things he has to work with, to write with, where he's writing down these words and these thoughts, he makes these words known to us. So we've got to stop and think about that, that Paul took the time that he had right there and the the access, the things that he had access to, to, to write these words down. And he, and he chose these words to press on, to focus on, not on the past, but on the future. And that's how we get out of the difficulties of the past and move into the future and receive the successes that God wants us to have in our life. All right, let's move on now to Romans chapter 5, verses 3 and 4. The reason I got kind of hung up a little bit there on Philippians because it's so hard not to get hung up on what Paul had to write about because of his conditions, what he went through, and the great, incredible success that he had throughout his life. Well, Romans 5, 3 and 4, Paul's writing again. And listen to this. He says in the New Living Translation, we can and rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And that's everything. People say, well, salvation, yeah, that's one step in life. No, 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 that's everything. That's that salvation is everything. It reminds me of people that come to me and they'll say, Pastor, I just want to let you know, my wife and I, we've, we've just lost everything. And I know they've been going through financial problems and maybe their kids have caused them difficulty. Maybe times they've, they've lost a job or something. But then they'll make that statement, we've just lost everything. Well, everything is our salvation. So I many times would stop and I say, so wait a minute, before we go any further, so what you're telling me is that you've lost your salvation because your salvation is everything. Thing. And what that was telling them is, of course, that no, you didn't lose your salvation, but everything is really Christ Jesus and our relationship with God and knowing that we're going to spend eternity in heaven. That's everything. Matter of fact, I was so impacted by that statement that we've lost everything that I wrote a book about it. I, I have a book and I'll talk about it at the end of this podcast. I'm not trying to sell a book right now, but I do want to sell an idea to you. And that I wrote a book entitled, Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing, meaning that people think that they've lost everything because they've lost a car or a house or a job or whatever. And those are terrible things to lose. And I and I don't make light of that. That's terrible to lose. But everything is our relationship with Jesus Christ. And Paul tells us while he was going through all this stuff that everything really is Jesus Christ on our relationship with him. All right, let's move on. Once again, Paul's writing Romans 8, 28, one of my all-time favorite scriptures. And we know that God causes everything, there's that word again, to work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose for them. Now, that's a strong statement. That is such a powerful statement. People get, get confused on that. That just They think that just everything in life is going to be perfect and wonderful. There's never going to be any problems. That's not what the scripture says. It says that we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those, that's us, who love him and are called according to his purpose for them. So if we're 
living in God's purpose for us, then anything that happens in our life is for our good in one way or another. Let me give an example. I was going through chemo treatment, and many of you may know that I was cured of, of multiple myeloma, bone marrow cancer. The, the, key, the treatments were very difficult. It was many, many, many months of chemotherapy and heavy medications. And one time in the middle of the night, I had a fever, called the doctor. He says, you need to get through the emergency room. And I thought, well, Lord, I don't want to go to the emergency room. I'm just going to go back to bed. I'll be fine. But then that still quiet voice, the Holy Spirit said, get to the emergency room. So my wife and I went over there. And when I got there, the doctor said, that because you're on chemo and because you're an oncology patient, we need you to spend the night. And I said, no, 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 I don't want to spend the night. I have no interest in spending the night. And I said, I'm not going to spend the night. I want to go home. And they said, no, you need to spend the night. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit gave me this scripture, Romans 8, 28. I know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And I thought, oh, so then I'm supposed to stay here. And I didn't want to. And I was still kind of fussy with them. And But I said, all right, fine. So I spent, I said, okay, I'll spend the night. So my wife and I went up to the room and they, they put me there in this, this tight, secure area where you there were no germs available. And it looked like everybody had hazmat suits on. That's where they mask you up from head to toe. And we was in this room and I'm sitting there kind of huffy puffy about, I don't want to be here. And all of a sudden this, this little Asian girl walks into the room. And I looked at her and I said, you're, you're Vietnamese, aren't you? And she said, yeah. And kind of like, well, how'd you know that? And I said, well, I served time in, in Vietnam many, many years ago. And she said, did you ever serve in a place called Benoit? And I said, absolutely. That's exactly where I, where I served. And she said, well, that's where my family lived. And my mom and dad were living there during the Vietnam War. And she said, there were these really nice army guys, she said, that would come in and help us and bring us help. And would when they, the Viet Cong, the enemy was coming through, they would come and rescue us from our village rescue them because she wasn't born by then and my mom and dad just said just this wonderful army people who would do that and I said well I want to let you know something I said when I was in Vietnam and Viet and Ben Walt that was what one of our responsibilities was was to go around and rescue and help people in the surrounding areas and take our trucks in and pick up the families and move them to safety and she said oh my goodness I said I said do you realize how much God loves you that that he sent me to help your parents do well some 50 years ago and I says and, and I says and I know that you're a Buddhist I mean you're, you're practicing Buddhist aren't you? she says well I'm Buddhist but I'm not practicing I said well I assume that you were because of your Vietnamese back Vietnamese background and I said can I tell you that uh, God loves you not Buddha but God loves you so much then he loves me so much that now he sent you to help me and she started crying I hope you understand the picture I'm painting here for you I'm fussing about God's word that says he causes everything to work together for good. Those who love the Lord are called according to his purpose. That's scripture. And then God shows me the purpose and the reason that I'm in this room to encourage and talk about Jesus and share my faith with a Vietnamese nurse who had to care for me that night. I hope that you understand when you're going through trial, and I hope that I always remember when I'm going through trial, that God is always there. He's always a very present help in times of trouble. And I hope that that blessed you, that you know, that, that blessed you and that story was helpful to you. Well, I'm going to close this up right now. I didn't expect to get into that story. It took a little of my time, but I felt that it was of the Lord to share that with you. So let me just pray for you and ask God to bless you. Father, thank those who are listening in. I thank you so much, Father, for bringing them to listen to this podcast. Maybe they were only tuned in just to hear that little last story about 
things work together for good. And if they're going through stuff, Lord, I pray that you would bless them. And Lord, I pray that you would help them to see that, that you will raise us all from failure into great success and that we can grow during our times of trials, Lord. We've all experienced that to have great success in our life. I thank you for that now and I'll give you praise for it. I pray that you would bless them and keep them, Father. And I thank you, God, for bringing us together and I'll be careful to give you all the praise for the great results taking place in people's lives today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I'd like to share something with you as I wrap this up. If you'd like to know more about quality Christian living, I'd like you to go to my webpage. That's at davidcfriendauthor.com. When you get to the webpage on that front cover page, you'll see a link there to the podcast that I've done. This is podcast number 257, so we obviously have done a lot of podcasts, and there are many podcasts in there with series of maybe 15 or 20 podcasts talking about subjects of finances, about about being blessed and prosperity, talking about the gifts of the Spirit, talking about how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. There's series in there dealing with faith and having faith for miracles, and there's message in there for couples, married couples, pretty much kind of every area of life that God puts upon my heart to share, those topics are there. I treat this podcast as a as a pastor would, would treat pastoring his church. He relies upon the Holy Spirit to lead him in the direction you know that he should go, and so that's what we do. If you'd like to know more about our podcast, you can subscribe to our podcast at cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, this has been fun today. I've enjoyed it. We're going to continue our series on in the area of how to overcome anything. That's our next topic. Uh, next podcast, how to overcome anything and what overcoming really means and might even touch a little bit on what abundant living has to do with, with those of us today. So, But before we go, I would just like to close with a few words of encouragement to you and pray that God will bless you. So may the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. And so until next time, when we meet, I pray that God would richly bless you. And I also pray that this series of teachings on success would benefit you and bless you and help you understand that God believes in success. Um, Throughout the Word of God, we read of incredible successes of the men and women of God. And, and also in, in business and in churches, uh, God's hand of and touching people is to bless them and help them. So I pray that that blessing will come into your life and that you will be successful in all that you do. Till next time, may God richly bless you. And I pray that you would let people know about this teaching on success and that they be, could be blessed by it. This is podcast number 257 entitled, How Failures Bring Success. I am your host, David Friend. Thank you once again for listening in. May God bless you.